Welcome to TNT Sports Talk. Today is Thursday, April 4th. As always, we're presented by D's Home Cuts. I'm your host, Travis Karcheski. Got Truman in the studio today. Oh yeah, how's it going, guys? And we got Johnny's roommate, Brian. Uh, he's putting your last name again? Lippiet. Lippiet. <laughs> uh, guys. Johnny's roommate. Um, we were doing this in a little bit of a different area. Uh, every podcast we've done has been in our basement, but we're doing this in our car. It's a little cramped right <laughs> now. I love it. Got the Volvo 2007 uh, <laughs> sitting here in the car. Um, pretty cramped right now, but I think we'll, we'll manage it, right? Yes, oh, sir. Oh, yeah. All right. So what we're going to do, uh, not a ton of things have happened uh, with sports in the past couple of days since the last show, but we're going to do we're a gonna, We're going to avoid the Mike McCarthy, Aaron Rodgers stuff as much as possible. In this yeah. Show. You read that, Brian? Yes, sir, I did. <laughs> yeah. We're going to avoid it all today. So we're going we're gonna to try to step around that a little bit. Maybe we'll address it at the end. But we're going to do the redraft first, see how long that takes us. And if we have time at the end, we'll do some of the stuff, AAF, stuff like that. I mean, that's just the shit show right Thank now. Thank you for March Madness predictions, too. Yeah, we yeah. could do that. All right. Um, but, yeah, so we're going to start the redraft. So we did this redraft last year. We did it over the course of, like, three, four shows. And it kind of got all messy because nobody remembered who they had picking where. Uh, so we decided to just do a full show today, just a full show dedicated to this. So what a redraft is, is basically 2018 draft class redrafted in the first round. But the teams drafting already know know as much as they know today, if that makes sense. Okay. So like the, the, uh, uh, the Redskins know Alex Smith's leg's going to get all fucked up. They know all this stuff. So that's how we're going to do it today. We'll go pick by pick by pick. All the way down to 32. We all have our teams ready to go. Um, so we'll start with the Browns at number one. I think that's where we'll, the easiest pick, I think, all day. Yeah, uh, I'll start it off. It's Baker Mayfield. They're staying the same. Uh, he's completely rejuvenated that franchise in one year. And, Brian, you can speak more on that, but definitely easily Baker at one. Yeah. I think we all have Baker at one. I don't think that's ever going to change. No, definitely not. Um <laughs> You know, I, I know, Brian, you're wearing the Baker Mayfield shirt I, I right now. I got my Baker Mayfield shirt on, absolutely. I kept that <laughs> one. Um, like I said, big Browns fan. Tries not to show my bias today. Yeah. It's going to be tough, but I ain't yeah. going to lie. Um, no, but knowing what they know now, I think they'd do that pick. If you asked them to do it 100 times, I think they'd stay with it. Um, Pro Football Focus actually rated him third with the uh, big-time throws last year versus pressure. Uh, if you were telling me that a rookie quarterback was going to come into these games – and ranked third amongst all 32 NFL teams and quarterbacks that they'd be getting the third best uh, QB at that spot. I think it would Definitely. be an easy decision. And a guy that's six foot throwing the ball under those big Easily. situations there. So. Yep. so we asked the, our last Browns fan that we had on, what's the line for you that you would be pissed about this next season? Like, would it be playoffs? Like, if they don't make the playoffs, you're going to be pissed? Uh, I think, yeah, they got to definitely make the playoffs. Uh, I think it would be more pissed, though, if they don't win that division. Yeah. I mean, Pittsburgh's on the decline. I mean, you just got to look. They're losing two of the three of the killer bees. The other one's aging. Yeah. You know, that's kind of a it's kind of a shit show over there in Pittsburgh with him and everything. Uh, so, I mean, they're just trying to retool, revamp. I think the window's going to be open here for the next two or three years. Yeah, yeah. definitely. So, I think it's going to be open for the Browns to take. Lamar's, Baltimore lost a lot. Yeah. yeah. Lamar's doesn't have really that a, the AFC North, you know, arm you'd look for in the cold weather. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to have to rely on the legs. And as much as I don't want to say it, I mean, you could see the RG3 effect come into play with if he doesn't learn how to throw the ball and true, yep. protect himself. Definitely. So, especially in the division that tough. All right, let's move to pick number two, uh, the New York Giants. Uh, I think 
I think we all have Saquon staying I there. I have Saquon here. Uh, I think, obviously, everyone would be like, oh, they should take Darnold. Darnold looked good. He looked like an NFL quarterback last year. They should take him. They should, Eli. but they won't. They should take him, but I think I honestly love Saquon, and I got a lot of arguments last year for I, I wanted the Giants to take Saquon. I just think he's like an electric player. He's someone that, you know, it's hard to find a running back like Saquon. Um, but, you know, even if it is not as valued, the running back position as it was, you know, like earlier, I just think that the Giants would stay at that pick and they would take Saquon and move on. Uh, last year, Dave Gettleman was on record saying that he was with the second pick. He was out here picking gold jackets. And to be honest with that, Barkley looks like he could be wearing a gold jacket if he stays healthy. Yeah. I mean, he, that guy was just electric last year. He was fantastic. I mean, if you would have told me that I was getting a Pro Bowl running back at the number two pick, I'd probably do it over and over and over Easily. again. Yep, Saquon. Definitely. Um, all right, we're going to go Jets number three. Um, I think we're all pretty much staying the same here with Darnold. First couple picks are pretty much the same. Yep. Uh, I mean, the Jets, Darnold looked really good in the beginning. Sort of fell off in the middle, but he finished strong in the last couple of games. They need a franchise quarterback. They're starting to build around him now. You've seen this this offseason. I think Darnold stays there with the Jets. Yeah, I'd take Darnold at three. I think, uh, like you said before the show, Brian, I just think if you ask them you know, to make that pick, I think they're definitely staying there. Yeah, I mean, he's a, he, he looked good. You know, he had, his, he had his rookie, you know, moments where he looked a little off, but I think he looked like a prototypical NFL quarterback going through kind of, a, you know, growing pains here and there. Um, you know, you're going to surround him now with Le'Veon and some other weapons. So I think the Jets definitely stay with Darnold there and don't risk their future even more. Yeah, yeah I agree. Uh, I believe, honestly, if it wasn't Baker Mayfield that still stole the show this past year, I think in the offseason, everyone would be hyping up this Jets team and Sam Darnold even more and more. Um, if you ask Colin Coward, he'd probably tell you that Sam Darnold probably be the MVP next year. So. <laughs> yeah, really. Um, so, I mean, obviously with that stance, he's obviously going to stay at three, help build a future around there in New York. Yeah. All right, uh, let's go to number four with the Browns. This is the first pick I have that's different. You know, they took Denzel Ward. Obviously, Denzel Ward had a fantastic rookie season. Um, and if they, I feel like they'd still be okay if they took him again this year. I'm going to switch it up, though, because uh, obviously they traded Odell. During that trade, they traded away their safety in Jabril Peppers. Um, so they, they have a hold safety right now. And I think they fill that role with one of the best defensive rookies, best defensive players last year in Derwin James out of Florida State. He can play it all. He's a true center fielder out there uh, on the defensive side, and I think the Browns could really use that. Derwin James was the best player, um, best defense player in the draft last year. I mean, he's just can do anything you really ask him to. He's all over the field. He's a hitter. He's a ball hawk. Um, you know, pains me that the pack, you know, I love Jair Alexander, but, it, you know, pains me they had a chance to take him there. I think he would completely yeah. change that defense. Uh, but, yeah, I'd say Cleveland definitely jumps on the chance to take him here at four. Denzel Ward's a great player, and I like him, and I think, you know, Cleveland's pretty happy with that pick. But I would say Derwin James is just an absolute game changer. Yeah, I'd agree as well. Derwin James, I have him going for the Browns. Um, honestly, even look at the Browns' roster last season, You'd look at it and say, what's the one need? Quarterback. Well, you fill that with Baker Mayfield. So at four, you say, well, might as well just take the best player available. Knowing that now, obviously, it'd be Derwin James. Uh, like Truman said, he lines up everywhere across the field, continues to make great plays, uh, just really impacts the game on the defensive side of the ball. Brings like mm -hmm. an brings a good attitude and you know a swagger to the defense that yeah, I think a lot of teams lack anymore. So mm -hmm. 
Yeah. All right. Well, uh, so we all agree with that. Number five, Broncos. They took Bradley Chubb here. I think they stay here with Bradley Chubb. Yeah. I mean, he he wasn't the best defensive player last year. He didn't make that big of an impact, but he was really solid, and he showed a lot of flashes that they can build off of. I mean, you got Von Miller and Bradley Chubb now. You're looking pretty good on the defense side of the ball, rushing the passer. Definitely. And, I mean, obviously, you know, John Elway over there and that brass in Denver, they, you know, they didn't go with the fancy – offensive young-minded uh, head coach you know this time around they went with the old school defensive style Vic Fangio who values they obviously are valuing defense a lot um, you know they're giving Joe Flacco the keys to the car and they're basically going to win with their defense if they're going to win and you know I think Bradley Chubb here they obviously value their pass rush they have one of the best in the league in Von Miller um, you know, once Von Miller, you know, is gone, they'll have another one in Bradley Chubb coming up. It, you know, and it, it just takes, you know, Von Miller is going to get double teamed. Bradley Chubb's not, you know, if, if you double team Bradley Chubb, Von Miller's not, and you really don't want that. So it adds a whole other factor to the defense or offensive coordinator. Uh, so I definitely think they stay with Bradley Chubb here. Uh, I actually had them taking Quentin Nelson here at okay. the fifth pick. Okay. So big shakeup. Uh, big shakeup here. Yeah. I mean, you look at that Broncos offensive line and just that, Offense in general is so dysfunctional. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people were at the beginning of the year really excited about Case Keenum. Um, obviously, we know how that turned yeah. out. <laughs> However, now looking at it now, Joe Flacco's there. He's not the most mobile guy. I believe Quentin Nelson was a Pro Bowl guard this past year, and I believe that he ended up might be in a Hall of Famer as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Quentin Nelson was by far the best offensive lineman in this year's draft. And like yeah. Truman said, he brings that old school. Talk about Fangio. gold jacket. Yeah, he brings that old school vibe. And one of the time, the constant thing that you hear these old school coaches talking about is where do you got to win the game? You got to win the game in the trenches. And Quentin Nelson does that for you. Um, he'd fortify that run game with this past year with Philip Lindsay. I think that'd help him out a lot. Definitely bring protection for Joe Flacco. And if they can just reshare up those weapons at wide receiver, mm-hmm. I think that offense could be could contend, yeah. not necessarily contend, but just function normally, unlike last year where we all know it's kind of piss show. poor. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Bradley Chubb, Von Miller, I mean, that's pretty good. Quentin Nelson was one of the best um, rookies last year. I mean, Von Miller, I saw, he's put on 10 pounds of muscle over the offseason. Yeah, he's insane. Which is kind of scary. Von Miller was a pro bowler, the best defense, one of the best defensive players yeah. by himself. So, yeah. I mean. You look at that defense, did it really improve that much on paper? Yeah, really. Yeah, or really. to the eye when you add a guy like Bradley Chubb, where I think is Quentin Nelson. You got to see Andrew Luck finally have a clean pocket this past year and get to see mm-hmm. I'm not gonna argue what that he's one. all about. I like that one. Yeah, I, I like, like that one. one. I mean, I, I, I'm high on Quentin Nelson. I have him, we'll go to number six now with the Colts. Uh, I have him staying there at number six with the Colts. I think, you know, offensive linemen are pretty undervalued in the NFL. Obviously, everybody knows that. Quentin Nelson, I mean, he's not going to put up the stats. He's not going to sell the jerseys. I think he was the best rookie last year. I think they just instantly plug-and-place guy. Um, He's going to start there for the next, you know, 10, 15 years, and he's just going to – Add up Pro Bowls after Pro Bowls, all pro, all pro. Uh, and I think he's going to be wearing a gold jacket here pretty soon. Uh, so I think they stay there. I think they're pretty happy with that pick. I mean, he sort of changed that offensive line with the Colts. I mean, him and the other, you know, I have another guy here, Braden Smith, who I think is going to go in the first round. Uh, he really helped us solidify that offensive line. I'm sticking with Quentin Nelson with the Colts. Uh, I'm sticking with Quentin Nelson uh, at six with the Colts. Listen, if you ask the Colts to redraft, they are going to do as close as possible to what they did 
again. Because, I mean, that draft last year changed their entire franchise. It changed the face of their franchise. It changed the look, outlook of their franchise. I mean, they went from worst to first in the offensive line category. I mean, I just think if you give them another chance to draft, they are going to do as similar as possible to how they drafted um, back in 2018. So I'm taking Quentin Nelson there easily. Um, you know, I just... I just think he's, you know, going to be, if not already, one of the best offensive linemen in the league. So I think Colts definitely stay there. Um, since uh, Quentin Nelson's already off my board, uh, like Truman said, if they could do it all the same, they would. So I have them taking Darius Leonard, who oh, was originally wow. a second-round pick mm-hmm. uh, for them there at the top of the second round. Um, I can't remember the last time that I've heard a defensive player being talked about for Rookie of the Year. Since yeah. in the past season, and this guy's name was up there. I mean, he was fantastic. Almost led the league in tackles, if not, he did. Um, just, just a great all-around pick and everyday guy. Uh, I mean, last year the Bears ran into contract issues with Roquan Smith when they picked him. Yep. And uh, with Darius Leonard, you didn't have that. He kept his nose clean. Never mm. really heard much out of there. Really fortified that defense and helped project them to where they are now. Definitely. All right, seven, we have the Bills. They took Josh Allen. Again, I'm sticking here. I think this is my last, no, one of the last one. I'm not really sure. Last, like, uh, same as the old, as same as last year. I'm taking Josh Allen back to the Bills. He wasn't great. He wasn't the best rookie quarterback, but he showed enough flashes. I mean, nobody saw him being as mobile as he was last year. Yeah. Um, he was, and he has that rocket arm. I think last year, a lot of his problems were the lack of talent. He really didn't have any great wide receivers around him. Um, and they started to build on that in the offseason this year. I think they're starting to build around Josh Allen. Um, and I think they would stay there with Josh Allen. He has a huge upside, and I don't think that changes. Uh, I agree. I mean, with these teams that drafted their franchise quarterback, you know, it gets a little different Arizona, as I'm sure we both know, we all know here. Yeah. But uh, these teams who drafted their franchise quarterback, I just don't see them giving up on them in year two just real quickly you know like that Josh Allen showed promise obviously you cannot blame I mean the talent on the Bills offense was just piss poor I mean you look at the wide receivers I mean Kelvin Benjamin was running routes out there and we all know Kelvin Benjamin's not a oh what was it a biscuit away or something from biscuit being a t- away no Popeye's biscuit away from being a tight end exactly so I mean when he's running routes for you you know as a receiver, I just don't think it's, you know, uh, you know a great, talented offense. Especially they had offensive line issues. LaShawn McCoy always has his injury issues. Um, but Josh Allen did as much as he could with what he had. And I, I think they definitely stick at seven with him. Uh, at seven, I have them taking Bradley Chubb simply just because he's the best player on the board. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm Like I said, I was trying to not show my bias. But if you look the way that the Browns kind of revamped themselves, uh I can sit here and say that they built their team first around defense. We Miles all know Gary, they took Miles yeah. Garrett. Um, they took other guys in Jabril Pepper and David Njoku. Uh-huh. Um, however, they did end up taking Deshaun Kaiser in that second round, which at the time I thought was a great value pick for the spot that he was picked because he, he has physical abilities. It's just when he gets inside that uh, inside of his red zone oh, that he starts yeah. pissing his pants I mean, a We know bit. that. <laughs> so I would like to uh, thank uh, the Green Bay Packers for Demarius Randall yeah. now, but – that's yeah. besides the point. Um, hey, we haven't seen what Kaiser can do yet. Yeah, yeah. we've seen about <laughs> much what he can do. But. Uh, no, but I think the Bills just simply take the best player available. Um, just kind of realize that they're not ready to make the playoffs or anytime soon. So you might as well get the best player available and maybe in this next in this year's draft or another draft in 2020. 
when the possibilities of Tua Tagovailoa and yeah. Trevor Lawrence and guys like that have the availability to come out, I believe that could be the year that they pull the trigger. Yeah. So. All right, number eight, we have the Bears. This is where it starts to get a little shook up for me. They took Roquan Smith uh, with the eighth pick out of Georgia. I think they take Darius Leonard here. Um, like Brian said, best defensive player, I think, with Derwin James um, last year, defensive rookie, um, led the league in tackles, I think, or he was second, like you said. You can air it out a little bit if yeah, you want. Air it out but, uh, yeah, so I think they take Darius Leonard here. He adds to that already scary defense. Um, you know, Roquan Smith wasn't bad. I'm not saying he was. I have him actually drafted a little bit later in this draft. Um, but Darius Leonard was far and away the best linebacker, defensive rookie. I'd have to agree. Uh, Roquan was, you know, he's a good player uh, for them. But, you know, I just, I think they would go with James Daniels. He was the guard. Uh, they picked, I think, in the second round last year. Um, but I think when it comes to the Bears, uh, you look, you know, they already had a talented defense, you know, and they, I mean, they have Khalil Mack if they know what they know now. And, you know, they have Danny Jarrett and, you know, they have a talented secondary. So I think they would go with, you know, James Daniels, he probably would be picked later if they didn't, you know, he wouldn't be in the second round there, so they wouldn't get him. And they had a lot of offensive line issues before they kind of revamped it. You know, Kyle Long's always been pretty good, but outside of that, they've always had their issues. And, you know, last year's draft started to build it. Uh, so I think James Daniels gets picked up here with the Bears at eight. Uh, eight, I actually have them staying with the linebacker, but it's not his name's not named Roquan Smith. Instead, they go with Van Der Esch. Okay. That uh, ended up going yeah. to the Cowboys, who just really helped revamp that that defense. Um, up until last year, you heard Cowboys fans, you know, saying we got one of the best defenses in the league when yeah. Sean Lee's there. Well, we all know Sean Lee's never really there. Yeah. So I believe <laughs> Leighton Van Der Esch did not only did not do just as good as a job, if not better in coverage in schemes like that. For them this past season, uh, like you guys said, Khalil Mack obviously comes over in the trade. Um, what better way to help counteract his pass rushing ability than to go get in a linebacker who really made a name for himself in pass coverage and just his overall athleticisms and his ability just to make plays and fly around the field. Yeah. Yep. All right. Uh, where are we at? Number nine, 49ers. Um, they took Mike McGlitchy here. Was, wasn't, he wasn't bad. I don't think he was as good as a top 10 tackle should be. Um, so I had them taking Denzel Ward. Denzel Ward, like we said, Pro Bowl um, caliber player, had a great season with the Browns. You pair him alongside Richard Sherman, and you have a pretty good defense right there. Um, Mike McGlitchie wasn't bad, but I think you know a player like Denzel Ward there, it's kind of hard to pass up. Yeah, yeah I'm taking McGlinchey. McGlinchey, McGlinchey nah, well, you know what I mean. Uh, but I'm taking him there at nine. Uh, San Francisco, you know, apparently they've got their franchise quarterback. I'm not completely sold on that. But if you're going to do that, you might want to protect um, him. You know, obviously McGlinchey was there last year. He wasn't, you know, he tore his ACL still. But I think that they just go with him uh, there, stay with that pick. He's safe. You know, he's, you know, it's hard to find good offensive linemen that can mm -hmm. compete in the NFL at a high level. And I think McGlinchey did that last year. I think you're kind of underrating him in ways. Um, I think he was a very good player, very solid player. So I think the San Francisco is very happy with staying with him there at nine. Uh, I agree. I also took uh, Denzel Ward at nine. There you go. Uh, it's just simply you're going to get a pro bowler along another pro bowler and mm -hmm. Richard Sherman. Um, you know, the, the Le you saw what they did in the Legion of Boom to where they could just lock everybody down and kind of made uh, offenses, offenses suffocate in the secondary. 
Um, I'm not saying Denzel Ward's going to come over and really help do that. But, I mean, Denzel Ward, in fact, was a pro bowler. It can really shore up that secondary. Uh, like these guys mentioned, possibly have their franchise QB and Jimmy G. Not too sold on that, though. But. Um, the, the, the potential is there mm-hmm. yeah. uh, for that to be the case. I mean, either way you look at it, he still tore his ACL. Exactly, so yep. you might as well sure up the secondary knowing that um, and just kind of revamp and retool for next year. They got a great offensive mind and Kyle Shanahan. I really liked him in his time in Cleveland. I thought he did a great job with working with Brian Hoyer in that offense. And then, unfortunately, Manziel was forced upon his hands, which we won't, we won't get into this. <laughs> yeah. All right, we don't have to get into <laughs> but that. But we don't have to get into that. Um, so, no, but I think they just stay with De- – I think they take Denzel Ward, um, in my opinion, one of the better players still on the board here. Um, not necessarily reaching for need here, just kind of fortifying what they had mm-hmm. already yeah. brought over in the secondary. All right, um, 10, the Cardinals took Josh Rosen here at 10. They traded up. I have the Ra- – they traded with the Raiders. They traded up five spots. I have the Raiders staying here, not agreeing to that trade with the Cardinals, and I have them taking Orlando Brown. Orlando Brown last year, uh, we he was on our first show. We talked about him. His combine performance was, like, really, really bad, really poor, made him fall yeah. for, like, the second or third round to the Ravens. I yes, don't know. But he had a great year, and – the Raiders, Colton Miller was good for them. Um, obviously, they decided to stay here. They took Colton Miller at 15, um, but they're going to stay here. I think they take the better player and Orlando Brown right there, plug him at tackle. He played well for the Ravens. I think you stay there uh, and protect Derek Carr. Yeah, I mean, I didn't I didn't get too fancy. I just stayed with draft order of last year, so I had that trade gone through. So I have Arizona uh, there. But I think it's obvious, and I think we're all going to, like, they're not taking Rosen no. here. I think they, they know what they know now. They're going to have the first pick in the draft. They're going to have Cliff Kingsbury, and they're going to take his dream dream ideal quarterback in Kyler Murray. So why even mess around with this whole Rosen thing? Because it's kind of like a big big to-do now. You have to find a trade partner. Yeah. You know, so they're not going to take Rosen here. You know, Rosen, you know, I you know I think he should get another chance somewhere. Obviously, he has potential, but, you know, he wasn't that great last year. So I have them taking Darius Leonard, just best player available. Uh, you know, they have a decent – they've always had a good defense, um, you know, but, you know, when you have the offensive line of coach in Kingsbury and, you know, you're going to be taking Kyler Murray with the number one overall pick this year, I think, you know, you just wanted to fortify that defense and, you know, just best player available, like we said. I mean, I mean, he was, you know, if not next to Derwin as the best defensive player last year to come out of this class. So I have been taking Darius Leonard there. Um, at 10, I have the Cardinals uh, just kind of, you know, just going with the trade, keeping the same, mm. same, uh, same uh, whatever, the list here yeah. of the order. Um, but instead, I haven't taken a sexy pick here with Lamar uh, Jackson. Uh oh! You get you get you get Cliff Kingsbury in here with a new innovative mind. You know we know the rumors circulating now. A guy loved Kyler Murray. Yeah, loved Kyle Murray. Kyle Murray. And instead, now they're gonna have the opportunity to go out and get a former Heisman winner, who the year that his second year when he did not win, he lost it to Baker, who had even better stats his second year. And there was rumors of him increasing his pocket awareness and throwing from the pocket. Um, I think, you, honestly, if you just pair Lamar Jackson with Cl- Cliff Kingsbury, uh, I think maybe something special could aspire from that. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely the run game. I mean, they could definitely use help with that. I think if you ask Lamar Jackson or anyone around the league, if Lamar Jackson and David Johnson would be a duo that they would fear, I think it'd be pretty unanimous in saying that that would be the main thing yeah. on their okay. scouts' mind that week in practice. So... 
with that being said, I think they really it's more or less going after the run game with what we saw with from Lamar last year, and I think it just really adds a different you know connotation to that mm-hmm. offense and a different thing that they didn't have they haven't had in years past. So, all right, eleven. Uh, Dolphins, uh, they took uh, Minka Fitzpatrick here. I was considering staying with Fitzpatrick. He had a pretty good year for them, uh, but I decided that they take Van Der Esch here at 11. They need a leader on that defensive side of the ball. Cameron Wake's gone. Um, they need somebody who can kind of just hold down the middle of that. If you have a good middle linebacker, he can really help your defense out a lot uh, in a bunch of different ways, you know, calling plays, just commanding the defensive uh, side on the field. So I have them taking Van Der Esch, one of the best young rookie linebackers from last year. Yeah, I am staying with Minka. I think Minka was fantastic last year. I mean, you can't go wrong with either of those picks. Obviously, you can't go wrong with a lot of these picks. But Minka was just great for them last year. He, you know, kind of shirt up that secondary, and I think he's going to be there for forever. Um, just protecting the back end of that defense. Uh, so I have them staying with Minka Fitzpatrick here. Uh, but like you said, you can't go wrong with either of those picks. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just think Minka was, fa- I think Minka was fantastic, and I think he's only going to get better. Uh, at eleven, I had a little run here at the quarterback position. Uh, I had them taking Josh Allen. Okay. Um, I don't know if Dolphins fans have heard, but uh, they had a pretty good quarterback back in the day named Dan Marino. Yes. Uh, with a big arm. Uh, I think Josh Allen has a huge arm as well. Uh, he's thrown down in that Miami weather instead of the Buffalo tundra. Uh, I mean that his ball just really zips. More athletic than what everybody thought. Uh, I think he could just really kind of kick Tannehill out and possibly get a trade partner in the offseason for that. Yep. Uh, maybe swing over, you know, a decent uh, safety or a corner that they ended up rolling yep. with last year. So I think they kind of get that in that sense. Um, and then they roll with the young the young arm and Josh Allen there. Definitely. All right, uh, 12, Buccaneers. They took Vita Vehi here. Oh, I don't even know how to pronounce it. I honestly don't even know how well Vey did last year. I know he was hurt. I don't <laughs> He's one of those guys, like, you put in there and he just disappears. He's just like a Danny Shelton type of player. Um, not a first-round talent. Not a first-round talent. I'm um, not really sure why. Someone your team can use, but no. not. He's in there to plug holes. That's yeah, about yeah. it. Exactly. So I have him taking Minka Fitzpatrick here. That secondary has been blown up the last couple of years. They've swung and missed on a lot of talent. Uh, Vernon Hargraves they took with a first-round pick. He's been decent, not great. They need a secondary player. They need somebody who can just cover a lot of field in a really quick amount of time. And Minka's that guy. Uh, I have them taking them him at 12. Sure. Okay. Um, sorry. I'm looking up something. All right. Uh, 12, Tampa Bay. So we all saw Derwin James drop last year to the Chargers, uh, 17 or whatever. And I think... Denzel Ward's going to be that kind of that player that dropped. I don't think he should have dropped out of the top 10. But, you know, like I said, Derwin, no one expected Derwin to drop to 17 last year. And I think Tampa Bay would, like, be, you know, absolutely clamor over the fact of Denzel Ward being in this position. They need secondary. They need secondary bad. I think Brent Grimes is still playing corner for them last year. And Brent Grimes is about 46 years old. Uh, so I think Denzel Ward would come in there. If he stays healthy. He's going to be one of the best young corners in the league. Um, you know, like I said, at four, Cleveland could have easily taken Denzel Ward in this redraft and been happy. But, you know, they just, you know, Derwin obviously was just another on another planet last year. That's why we had them him going there. So I think the Buccaneers and their brass would absolutely love the fact of Denzel Ward being there at 12, and, you know, that would really help their defense. Uh, I had the Bucks taking Mike McGlinchey at 12, mm-hmm. uh, just because I think it's just a solid pick. I think it just makes sense with the with where they're at now and their franchise. 
I'm just trying to protect Jameis Winston. You know, who knows what's going on in that guy's head. Is he the head. answer? I don't think he's the answer. <laughs> yeah, but, I don't um, think so either. However, they have bringing over the old man and Bruce Arians. Uh, so Bruce, Bruce has been a pretty good coach, you know, throughout his career. So I can't fault the hiring there at all. Uh, but I think all the way around, I think it just makes sense for them. You know, let's try to protect the young rook. They don't have a bad guard in Ali Marpet. Mm-hmm. Ali Marpet looks pretty solid. Uh, I think you just go with Mike McGlinchey after seeing what he did last year. I think he did a decent job over in San Francisco, and I think that's what the Bucks would ask him to do yeah. with that offense as well, just kind of shirt it up. Hopefully Winston can stay on a little forward field a little, mm-hmm. a little longer. Quick group and Uber drivers, and <laughs> hopefully he can sneeze get going. So. Are you going to sneeze? Yeah, no, I'm not. But keep going. Okay, keep 13 going. <laughs> uh, Redskins. They took Deron Payne here. A solid pick. Payne actually had a pretty good year, a pretty underrated year. I have them taking Rosen here, though. They need a quarterback. Um, They've been in talks with the Cardinals to trade for Rosen. Um, Alex Smith went down. I mean, we have no clue if he's ever even going to play football again. I mean, they had Mark Sanchez starting a couple games from last year. Go ahead and take a risk with Josh Rosen. Put it behind a better offensive line with slightly better weapons. I know it's not great, but slightly better. Um, I'd have them taking Rosen here at 13. Interesting. I have them, you know, like you said, they picked Deron Payne. Uh, you know, they're big on their Alabama boys down there. Um, and, you know, you can't fault them for the pick. He's a good, consistent pick. Like I said, I don't think they'd be pissed off if they got him again. Uh, but I have them taking Maurice Hurst, uh, the defense tackle out of Michigan. He plays for Oakland. They He had more pressures and sacks than Payne uh, last year, and I just think they go with, you know, Continue to, you know, staple the defensive line and, you know, make it, you know, terrifying, I guess. If you, like, it's one of the more underrated defensive lines in the league, in my opinion. I love Kerrigan. Um, you know, and if you just take um, Maurice Hurst here, who, like I said, was just a more productive Deron Payne, I think the Redskins would be very happy. Um, like Truman said earlier, he had Denzel Ward falling out of the top 10, which he never thought he should have happen, but there's always that one guy every year. Mm-hmm. So my guy this year, uh, knowing what we know now, would be Roquan Smith, simply because of the contract issue. Uh, yeah, other than that, true. he'd be up in the top ten. Uh, but the the Redskins, I mean, they're kind of. I mean, when you look at their better days, it seemed as if though those were better days were surrounded by a defensive juggernaut and Sean mm-hmm. Taylor. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you bring over a guy like Landon Collins, you could pair him with a Roquan Smith. Um, I mean that. I mean, I don't know any running back or. You know, slot receivers going to be wanting to come over the middle too often across that. So mm-hmm. I think if they just go with that, they get more tough-nosed on that side of the ball, kind of fortify their defense, and kind of look to hope and pray Alex Smith comes back, <laughs> uh, make some moves, possibly bring in Rosen uh, this offseason. Um, I think just Roquan Smith makes too much sense here. Best player on the board. Yep. Yeah, uh, kind true. of just going with a solid player all the way around. So. All right, um, 14, obviously the Saints were here. It was the Packers' original pick. I think the Packers would easily do that trade again, but I don't think the Saints will. I mean, they got Davenport that traded up, and he had okay year. But, again, he was what everybody thought. He's a raw talent you have to work with, and he's not a win-now type of player. So I don't think the Saints do that trade. I think the Packers stay here. Um, Packers would be pissed that they didn't get the trade again, but I think they still take Jair Alexander. Uh, he was everything that the Packers needed and a little bit more. I wish he would have stayed healthy at a couple injuries. Um, but other than that, great for the Packers who needed uh, a good corner. And now, you know, we have it in Jair. Yeah, I mean, I uh, like I said, I stayed with kind of the order, so I have the Saints picking here. And I had Roquan falling as well, and I have the Saints just – 
absolutely just taking the best player available. It's all about best player available to a team like that who, you know, is just so talented and just has a young, good defense, you know, with Lattimore and stuff like that. So I think they take Roquan here easy. Um, and I think, you know, you can find a place for him. You know, and he's a very talented linebacker. Um, you know, as, as a Packer fan, you know, I don't like seeing him every twice a year. Uh, so I think the Saints definitely just take best player available here. That's all what it's all it's about here. Yeah, I got the Saints here as well, obviously, still staying. Um, however, I go with a wide receiver here. Uh-oh. Shake and up. Let's, uh, let's get this offense even more potent with Calvin Ridley on the other side okay. of Michael like Thomas. Uh, let's extend that Drew Brees career down in New Orleans for a couple more years with a young guy in Calvin Ridley. Um, really outside of Michael Thomas and Kamara, who really can impact the game for him. It's, you know, I think that almost comes back to bite him in the butt. I think if you go out and get a, a smaller, even though Calvin Ridley's really not that small, just smaller compared to Michael Thomas, I, mm-hmm. I suppose. Um, you go out and get a guy that, you know, just really affected the game for the Atlanta Falcons. You get the Saints a true number two instead of having to go after a guy like Des Bryant, who was there for all of one day. Um, <laughs> But, no, you go out and get this young rookie guy. I think him and Michael Thomas vibe. They're around the same age. Mm-hmm. I think you kind of – you could see a really good relationship building there like long that. term. Definitely. Uh, especially if you bring in, you know, Teddy Bridgewater's there. So, in a couple years, Bridgewater is now hitting those guys' as prime with Michael Thomas. Yeah. And Calvin Ridley. And I think he walks into a good situation when he takes over the reins. But, absolutely, uh, they didn't really draft a win-now guy in Marcus Davenport. I think Ridley really helps them win now. Um, really just gives him another playmaker on that offensive side of the ball. Yeah. All right, uh, 15, Carlos. we got to move a little bit quick, quicker through this because we're at like 33 minutes and we're not even halfway. So uh, we'll move a little bit quicker. But Cardinals, again, they traded up. Uh, now they're not doing that, like I said earlier, with the Raiders. So they're sticking at 15. Now that Rosen's off the board, I think they fully, you know, invest their thing to get Kyler Murray next year. Um, so I have them you know, getting ready to protect Kyler Murray and taking James Daniels here. That offensive line was one of the worst offensive lines in football last year, and they need somebody to protect Kyler Murray when he comes in this year. Yeah, I have Oakland obviously here, and I have him taking Harold Landry. Uh, he was a fantastic player for the Titans last year. Uh, he, he was another one that I didn't think should have fell. Uh, to where he fell in the second round, and, you know, the Titans definitely got a fantastic value pick there. Um, so I think the Raiders take Harold Landry. Obviously, Cleo Mack got traded. Judge all you want. I judge it too. Um, but I think they, you know, revitalized that pass rush with uh, Harold Landry. Uh, 15, I have him taken the DB, Jerry Alexander. Yeah. Uh, you know, outside of injuries, he had a pretty solid rookie year. Um, I think anyone who had him on their team would really complain about him. Yeah. Uh, you know, outside of the injuries, I thought he was pretty solid all the way around. Uh, the Raiders are just so bad, period, that they just need something. They just need talent on that yeah. roster. Uh, definitely help out in the secondary than what he can do more than hurt them. So I think you take a guy like that there at 15. All right, so the Bills here at 16, they took Tremaine Edmonds, who was solid for them, but they need some weapons if they're going to take Josh Allen. Uh, they signed Cole Beasley, signed John Brown, two speed, small guys. So they take Calvin Ridley here, add a little bit of a little bit of size, um, and obviously, you know, he's really good. So I'm taking Calvin Ridley at 16. I got Calvin Ridley going here too. Um, I think that Calvin Ridley's a really good young player, and especially, I mean, he's in a perfect situation in Atlanta. Really, I mean, Julio's top three wide receiver, and you know, he gets to play next to that. Coverages are off of him. Number one corners are off of him. 
Obviously, if he went to Buffalo, I'm pretty sure he'd be the number one guy. Uh, so, I mean, that would make it a little bit tougher on him. Uh, but I think he's a fantastic young player, and I think his uh, cousin, Riley Ridley, your brother, he's going to be brother, good too yeah. But um, this year. But I think Calvin Ridley is a for sure thing there at Buffalo. Uh, at 16, I have the Bills. Like I said earlier, rather build the team. However, Josh Rosen's still on the board, so you might as well take a shot with Rosen there. There you go. Uh, he does have potential to be to be an NFL quarterback. Saw a lot of swings and misses last year from him. But uh, they need to position a need. You know, you kind of hope and pray that he's there. You know, at the time they'd still have, you know, at the time they had Nathan Peterman. And, uh, yeah, we all know that. Who, who, oh, damn, what's the other guy's name that they had? A.J. Bengals. McCarron. A.J. McCarron. Yeah. I actually liked McCarron. I never thought he did anything wrong Injuries there. Injuries kind of killed him. It kind of cracks me up that they thought Nathan Peterman was better than A.J. McCarron. That doesn't make any sense. Just because you can draw on a whiteboard doesn't mean you can throw a football in the NFL. Exactly. So um, I haven't taken Josh Rosen here just because it. You know, kind of similar situation with Aaron Rodgers. Everyone thought he was a dickhead. Yeah. Let's go throw him in the cold and let's see how the guy does. So let's see what happens with him there at 16. All right, 17 Chargers with Derwin James off the board. They're extremely pissed. They need a safety. Um, I think they take Jesse Bates, um, which is kind of the first reach I had. He was drafted in the later rounds to the Bengals. But a really solid safety for the Bengals. Kind of not a lot of people know about him because he played for the Bengals and not a lot of people can name Bengals players. Um so I'm taking Jesse Bates here, 17. They need a safety. Yep, I have Jesse Bates as well. Um, safety, you know, he's you know he's very underrated in my opinion. I actually, I don't know why I was watching a couple Bengals games this year, but he made some impacts, and um, I, I, I think Jesse Bates would be a very good player here, and, you know, they go with that same position as Derwin James, and they go with Jesse Bates. I also have him staying in the same position, but with a different guy. Micah Fitzpatrick, he has mm. dropped all the way down to 17. Uh, I think they'd be elated if they could get a guy like him. Um, not obviously as good as Darwin James, but can do similar things. Yeah. Uh, I think they'd just be elated if he ended up falling all the way to them. Yep. So. All right, uh, 18. This is where the Packers picked Jair. Um, but, again, they traded with the Seahawks. Saints. Um, the, why do I have the Seahawks? Um, no, because the Saints traded up to the Seahawks. Oh, yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah. So uh, I have the Seahawks now here because, again, all that stuff was next. I have them taking Philip Lindsley, the NFL rushing leader last year, an insane undrafted player, and now he's going to move up in the first round. Uh, Philip Lindsley instead of Rashad Penny, who was okay, not great, but Seattle really lied a lot on their run game last year, and why wouldn't you want to add a guy like Philip Lindsley? Uh, so I have Green Bay here, uh, same as last year. Uh, I haven't taken Jair. I mean, I think he's fantastic. You know, I think Mike Pettin uses him perfectly. Uh, he moves him around. He's an electric player. I take it back to the Rams game. You know, I think he had eight pass breakups. I mean, he was all over the field uh, disrupting their offense. He can blitz off the edge at times. Mike Pettin, I think, just absolutely like drools knowing he has a, a key player in that secondary where he can use all around. The Packers have not had that since um, Charles Woodson. And Jair is, you know, he's just an awesome player. He's he kind of, you know, he gets in the people's heads. You know, he talks shit. And that's what, exactly what the Packers needed. Um, you know, and I think, you know, at the time I was like, ah, come on. You know, you could have you had Derwin. But, you know, I'm I'm definitely not pissed with another first-round pick in Jair Alexander. Um, I have the Packers staying at 18. Didn't really do anything too crazy. Mm-hmm. And instead of taking the undrafted running back, Philip Lindsay, with this pick as well. Okay. Um, I really think that changes that offense. Really helps out Aaron Rodgers. Um, really kind of takes the the stressor off the stressor off him. Um, guy that he can dump them out to the flats with. Who 
I mean, I can't really think of anyone who really affected the game last year for the Packers in that way, mm. yeah, like we'll, Lindsey did. We'll, we'll talk. But yeah, 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 we'll talk. But yeah, keep yeah. Going. Um, no, but he just hits the holes hard. I mean, he led the league in rushing. Uh, I think we're all a little bit underrating him too. I mean, I think he he could a couple of these teams ahead of uh, you know eighteen. Could a lot of teams have been happy. Oh but. yeah, absolutely. I just think Philip Lindsey affects the ball, you know, tremendously. So I think that's just like a no-brainer for them. You're going to yeah. keep trying to take Aaron Rodgers' uh, talents and just keep surrounding him stuff with even more gooder things, as one of my coaches in high school would have said. <laughs> more gooder things All right. for him. Cowboys at 19, they took Vander Esch. They are pissed. He's off the board. They need to fill that linebacking hole because obviously Sean Lee can't stay on the field for more than five seconds without getting injured. Uh, I have him taking Tremaine Edmonds here. Great player for the Bills. Smart, intelligent. He fits well in that system. Yeah, uh, Dallas, I have them, you know, Van Der Esch falling, um, and I have them definitely staying there. Like you said with Sean Lee, yeah, Sean Lee's a great talent, but Sean Lee barely plays. Um, so Van Der Esch was just, you know, he's a diamond in the rough, I think, because, you know, a lot of people judge that pick last year, like, oh, why is Dallas just taking another, you know, kind of stocky linebacker from Boise State at, you know, a higher pick. But I think they, you know, obviously are very happy with that pick, and I think he's going to be an anchor of that defense for a while. So Dallas easily send the pick in right away, takes Van Der Esch. I also have the Cowboys taking Tremaine Edmonds with uh, Van Der Esch off the board. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it's another matter of, you know, uh, youth, uh, size, speed, athleticism. I think he just really helps stay on the field. And towards the end of the year, U.S. Buffalo fans and Buffalo people in that organization, they really love this kid. Smart kid, really improved over the year. Uh, I think he just gets better with time. Yeah. All right, 20, Lions. They took Rag down here, which I think they were happy with. Um, but I have him taking Mason Cole. Mason Cole went in the third round to the Cardinals. Uh, but Cole, he is an Iron Man. Uh, he started all 16 games with the Cardinals. Actually was their best offensive lineman. Uh, he started all 16 games there, started every single game his four years at Michigan, every single game his four years in high school. He has not he has not been to a place the last couple of years where he's started and played the entire season. Frank Ragnow's good. I think the, the Lions need a little bit more consistency. I have him taking Mason Cole. Yeah, I have uh, them taking Will Hernandez. Um you know, he's a, he's a great player for the Giants. Obviously, they still have their offensive line issues, but you can't just fix it with one guard. But he's very solid. Um, you know, out of 180 snaps, it was towards the beginning of the season where I got the statistic, he only let up two hurries. Um, obviously, that's fantastic. And I think Detroit would, once again, send that pick in right away, uh, easily take Hernandez there at 20. At uh, 20, this one hurts me a little bit, but I had the Lions taking Nick Chubb. Oh, I think he's just a tough runner. I like runner. that pick, though. I really, I really like Nick Chubb. Yeah. Um, even with the signing Kareem Hunt in Cleveland, that guy is still going to be the number one. He's just tough. Does a lot more things than what people gave him credit for in college. Um, Sonny Michelle kind of stole his thunder a little bit there, but nothing against Sonny because I also have him in the first round as well. Yeah. I think they could have gone with either Georgia running back here. But Nick Chubb just kind of has that tough nose, short, stocky. Kind of gives me that Detroit Lions vibe, Matt Patricia kind of vibe. Uh, it just seems like a Matt Patricia kind of guy on the offensive side of the ball. So one that's quiet, goes to work every day, does his job, and does it at the highest level possible. So I like it. All right, 21 Bengals. They took Billy Price, who I'm pretty sure they were more than satisfied with last year. But I don't think they want to give Bobby Hart a three-year contract again. Um, so I think they take Braden Smith. Third round, third or second round for the Colts. One of the best rookie offensive linemen ended up making the All Rookie Team. They don't, they don't, they don't want to give Bobby Hart 
a big contract. He's one of the worst tackles in pro football. So I think they take, um, you know, uh, uh, Braden Smith. <laughs> yeah, I have him taking Fred Warner. Uh, a lot of people don't know this name. You know, he played for San Francisco last year. Uh, he was very, very versatile. He can move around the defense. He can, you know, hit and hit. You know, he can cover. He can do really whatever you want. And the Bengals have a very glaring need at the linebacker position. You know, after you know, perfect and stuff like that. Um, and to really revamp that team and revamp that defense, I think there's a lot of things the Bengals need to do, but I think starting out, getting a nice versatile linebacker there would be good for the Bengals. Uh, at 21, I have the Bengals taking away the Ravens offensive lineman in Orlando Brown Jr. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they're just terrible. Yeah. Simple yeah. as that. Yeah, I mean, they are. The Browns swept them. Yeah. I think I'm a Browns fan, but they swept them. I think the Bengals Handedly. Are, are on pace to be a top three pick next year. Yeah, absolutely. Um, this pick just makes too much sense for it not to happen. Yeah. Uh, Andy Dalton's constantly getting sacked. Orlando Brown helps that problem out a lot. Uh, I mean, he just pissed poor combine. But the eye in the sky does not lie. Uh, he's great on film, and that proved to be the case in, uh, this past year for the Ravens. So definitely. I think they definitely turned the pick for him and fortify that offensive line. All right, uh, 10 picks left. We are at 45 minutes, so we're going to have to kind of move through these pretty quickly. But uh, Titans took Rashawn Evans at 22. They Baltimore um, was originally here, but they traded back. The Titans traded up, actually, I think is what I'm looking at. Um, so I have the Baltimore Ravens staying here. Uh, I think that's how I put it. And I have them taking DJ Moore. Um, DJ Moore need was one of the best wide receivers last year. We all know that. Baltimore needs weapons, uh, so I think they stick here with uh, DJ Moore. Okay. Um, I've got Tennessee here, and this is my fun pick. I kind of like it. I like Josh Rosen here to the Titans. I think that I think there's more to that Ryan Tannehill trade than people think. I don't think Ryan Tannehill just got traded there to be a backup. I think he's going to compete um, in Tennessee. I'm not high on Mariota at all. I'm not high. I, I mean, literally, the guy couldn't stay healthy. The guy can't stay healthy. Um, when he stays healthy, yeah, he has his good games here and there, but I think he's not going to be the one to take the Titans to the promised land. So I think knowing what they know now, I think they wouldn't have made that trade for Ryan Tannehill and just brought in Josh Rosen to compete with um, Mariota there. Um, so I'm I'm kind of high on this pick. I was really I was really liking it when I made it happen. Um, but I think Josh Rosen would be a fantastic pick for them there. At, you know, especially because he's, he's dropping in this draft. I mean, it'd be a value pick and get some competition. Uh, the Titans, I have them picking 22. I also have them taking DJ Moore. Mm-hmm. Um, just a different team there. Yeah. Um, no, DJ Moore just helps out that offense. Uh, especially towards the end of the year last year for Carolina, really helped himself out. Um, proved to be a legit target for that offense in years to come, especially with the departure of uh, Funches in this offseason. He's going to look to get even more volume there this year. Um, no, I think it just makes too much sense. Uh, the lineback- the wide receivers in Tennessee really aren't that great. No. Um, so you could really help out a guy like Marcus Mariota who hasn't really been surrounded by weapons. I think his pro- production is a – Almost a production of his environment as well, mm-hmm. of what he's had to throw to. So, no, I just sit, I sit here and I think DJ Moore is way too good of a player to pass up for them in a position you need. All right, 23, the Patriots took Isaiah Wynn. Obviously, he went down with Achilles injury. But I think because everybody knows how good Sonny Michelle was, I don't think the Patriots want to lose him. So, I think they actually take Sonny Michelle here at 23. I mean, he was a big part of their offense last year. Yeah, I like that pick. Um, they could easily take him there. But I have him taking Philip Lindsley. Um, I think you kind of add a mutter, you know, some old-fashioned hitter to that offense, you know, and 
you know, hitting running back, you know, someone who likes contact, someone who can hit the hole very, very hard. Um, like you talked about earlier, um, I have the Patriots taking them here, and I think the rest of the NFL would be scared. Um, with the Pats, I have them taking uh, safety Justin Reed, who was a third-round pick last year for the Texans. I was really high on him last year. Actually, I really thought he was a second-round, late first-round talent, but he ends up dropping the third round. One of my brownies to pick him, but they did not. I'll settle for Demarius Randall. Thanks. Uh, yeah. Um, anyway, so Justin Reed, I think, goes here to the Pats. Uh, they just have an older second secondary in general, can learn a lot. I think Justin Reed kind of got overshadowed by mm-hmm. Tyron Math- Matthew last year. I think you'd hear a lot more about him this year. I think he's just a solid pick for them all the way around. Uh, they have found production out of running backs regardless um, the years past, so I think they just continue to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. All right, 24, the Panthers. They took DJ Moore here. Um, there's a lot of different picks you can put here. I'm going to take Fred Warner. Uh, he came from – he's picked out the 49ers. He's like – he's a really good tackler. He's a great linebacker. They lose Thomas Davis. They need somebody to fill that. I think they take Fred Warner. Yeah, I got him staying with T.J. Moore. I mean, he's going to be – if Cam Newton's the guy, D.J. Moore's going to be his safety blanket. And um, I think, once again, uh, they would absolutely be um, very happy to pick, make that pick again and um, see what he does in year two. Um, I have the Panthers taking Will Hernandez. Um, just a tough guy. Mm. Can really help out there. Cam Newton's always on the ground there, either by choice or by the yeah, offensive line. True. So I think Will Hernandez just adds a toughness. You know, get a little man in Christian McCaffrey right behind him and let that, that molar go to work and just run the ball up the middle and really take the pressure off of Cam yeah. Newton's arm. Yep. All right, 25. Um, again, this is where the Ravens took Hayden Hurst. But I had the Ravens staying here. I had the Ravens actually staying at 22. So this is the Titans pick. I have them taking Roquan Smith. Um, he had Roquan fall. Yeah, Sorry. he fell a little bit for me. I think the Titans need somebody on the defensive side of the ball. Roquan fills that void. Yeah, so I have Baltimore here. I am taking Nick Chubb. Probably, that would hurt. Probably be a nightmare to see Nick Chubb in a, in a Ravens uniform. Uh, but obviously the Ravens have a glaring need at running back. And I think they would just... Be very, very satisfied with going with Nick Chubb with this pick. Uh, 25 of months, taking a running back in Sonny Michelle. Uh, once again, just a good guy last year. Product of that Georgia system. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he did great for the Pats last year. Actually gave him a legit running back to cheer for and everything. Uh, no, I think this pick just makes too much sense. Uh, you get to get a, a new running back there. Um, they were much better when Ray Rice was there. We all know how that turned yep. out. Uh, so, I think they try to go out and find a similar guy in that in that sense, and just kind of revamp the idea of trying to get on pace and run the ball, run yep. first mentality again. All right, twenty six Falcons are pissed they don't take Calvin Ridley because he's gone. I think they dress that offensive line with Frank Ragnow uh, again. Great player for the Lions. I think the Falcons need a little bit of toughness on that offensive side. I think Frank Ragnow fits that uh, mold. Yeah, I got Atlanta taking Marcus Davenport. Solid player for the Saints last year. Like you said, he was coming out, he's very, very raw. And, you know, he had a lot of talent, but people didn't know if it was going to, you know, make ends meet. Uh, but I think he was very solid, and I think Atlanta needed needs to, like, uh, revamp kind of their interior, and Marcus Davenport would be a great pick for them here. Uh, I have Colton Miller still in the first round to mm-hmm. the Falcons. I think just the Raiders last year were just so bad yeah, that they you had no bright spots for that team whatsoever. Yeah. Um, so I do think Colt Miller has still has upside, can affect this team, help the team, uh, you know, just kind of help with that offensive line and continue in the direction that they're going. 
I really like the offseason move of getting rid of their offensive coordinator. Was not a fan. Uh, so I think that offense just gets better with this pick. Yeah. All right, 27. Um, this is where the Seahawks took Penny. But, again, I had the Seahawks um, staying at their picks. So this is actually the Saints pick. Um, they lose Davenport. They lose a lot of players. I think they take a, a win-now type of player with Chris Herndon. Um, I know a lot of people don't know who that is. He was the Jets' tight end last year, rookie tight end. Actually, all rookie uh, at the tight end position. Saints need a tight end. Ben Watson dragged his old ass every day out there on the field. He's not, you know, he's a good tight end. He's decent, but I think they need somebody who can actually they change Jared the game. Cook now. Yeah, they have Jared Cook now, um, but I think you take Chris Herndon there and then. All right. Uh, so I still have Seattle here. I think they take Braden Smith. Um, Knowing what you know now, obviously, uh, that he was part of the reason that Colts' offensive line was absolutely transferred from worst to first, uh, I think Seattle makes that pick easily. They've had issues at the they, – they were better last year, uh, but they've had issues at the offensive line position for many, many years. Russell Wilson's always running for his life, and Braden Smith would definitely help that. Uh, I have the Seahawks taking more of an outside player in Cortland Sutton. Mm-hmm. Just a big body receiver. Uh, it kind of proved towards the end of last year that he could be something in the NFL. Um, he made comments, uh, I believe, actually earlier this week, that he's ready to be the number one in Denver. Um, I think he, with that kind of mentality that you take that up there to the 12th man up there in Seattle, I think they just chomp that up. Um, yep. I really like the pick. I think it makes too much sense for them. They don't really have a big body receiver that they can rely on. Uh, just great balance off of Doug Baldwin and guys like Tyler Lockett. Um, I think he's a vertical threat, can go win the 50-50 balls. I think Sutton just makes too much sense for Russell yeah. Wilson at this pick. All right, 28 Steelers took Terrell Edmonds, who he was all right. I haven't taken Justin Reed, though. Uh, you know, Brian pretty much explained it. It was a really good underrated safety last year, and the Steelers need secondary help badly. Yeah, I have him taking Tremaine Edmonds, his cousin, um, or brother, cousin, whatever. Uh, they need to replace Shazier. They need to replace that linebacker position. They need to get, you know, revamped young um, talent there, and I think this makes too much sense. Another player that I didn't think should be dropping that far, but he is in my draft, and Pittsburgh's absolutely happy to get him. Um, and I think that, you know, he was able to play. I think, you know, I, I can't remember if this is, like, wrong, but I was watching a game, and they said that he literally has played every snap. Um, you know, oh. maybe towards oh, the yeah. end of the season it was, you know, it didn't come as true. But a player that could stay healthy and, you know, move around the defense definitely would help Pittsburgh because, you know, after Shazier, you know, it left the glaring hole in that defense. Uh, 28, I couldn't agree more with what you said on the linebacker position for mm-hmm. Pittsburgh. So I haven't taken Fred Warner. Mm-hmm. Uh, still on the board. Uh, position I need, almost the best player on the board after last year, honestly. Mm-hmm. So I think it just makes too much sense. Once again, they eat it up. Full position I need and try to fortify that defense even more. Yeah. All right. Uh, 29 Jaguars, they took Tavin Bryan, who was nowhere last year. Um, look, they signed Nick Foles. They need some weapons around Nick Foles. Cortland Sutton, I think, is a good player for that. Um, big body wide receiver, somebody who can kind of take over. Um, I think they take him here at 29. I kind of have a fun pick here. Um, I have him taking Sony Michelle. Uh, kind of make a little bit of a duo in uh, with Leonard Fournette. You have an absolute mutter hitter. Hit the hole hard in Leonard Fournette, not someone you want to tackle. And then you have your athletic slot back, uh, someone who can get out, you know, play – Multiple positions, you know, move around the offense, kind of like what the Saints did with Ingram and Kamara. Um, and I just think that it's, you know, kind of a more maybe one of the best player available pick type things. But I think they would absolutely be happy with making a duo of Fournette and Michelle. 
I had the Jags taking Anthony Miller from the Bears Ooh, this past season. I like that pick. Towards the end of the year. Uh, it just was a legit target for him, actually, down the stretch. Not people may talk about him because Cohen does so many nice things on the field. Uh, Mitchell Trubisky was the big talk of that team last year. Uh, but Anthony Miller emerged as a legit target for them, especially when the injury happened and Daniel Jones stepped in. Uh, I just think it makes too much sense for them. They, I mean, I don't know if any of us can really name a wide receiver from the Jacks this year, last year. No. Um, so we'll at least give him something there yeah. that somebody can at least name. Uh, I think it's just a nice little round pick. You got Leonard Fournette, who's a bruiser in the hole. Yeah. So you might as well get a quick guy that can get it out in the flat and hopefully make something, get some yak after those catches. So. All right, uh, last three picks here. Vikings at 30. They took Mike Hughes. It was all right, not great. Haven't taken Billy Price. Uh, Mike Remmers left. Um, they need some offensive line help. Billy Price is a solid piece. He's going to play there for the next 10 to 15 years. Uh, Billy Price to the Vikings. Yeah, I haven't taken Ragnow. Um, I, I just think you know, everything you said, just uh, Ragnow was just a little bit more consistent. I think Billy Price is going to be a good player, but he wasn't as consistent as the Bengals wanted him to be last year. Uh, so I'm taking rag now, but you know I don't think the Vikings will be too pissed with taking Mike Hughes again either. Uh, I have him taking Jesse Bates from the Bengals. Uh, I mean, almost like again, mm. one of the best players on the board. If you're picking this late in the draft, you obviously are for good reason. Uh, I think they just fortify that defense, pair him up there with Harrison Smith in the secondary, and just let those two go to work. Uh, I think they'd be very happy with that pick. Kind of a rangy guy, underrated, like we mentioned earlier. Uh, just because he simply played for the Bengals this past year. All right, 31 Patriots. Uh, they took Sonny Michelle here. With Gronk retiring, they need a tight end. I think they take Dallas Goddard. Um, he was a good player last year. He was kind of falling behind Zach Ertz. I think, you know, put him there now. I mean, we can't even name a tight end on the Patriots roster right now because they're all nope. quiet, small guys. So Dallas Goddard gives them, a, you know, a pretty good talent to work with. Yeah, I have him taking Lamar Jackson. Um, I think Ooh. it's just kind of a fun pick. Uh, you know, why not? I mean, knowing what you know now, I mean, Brady wins another Super Bowl, and, you know, he's adding to his legacy, and you just see his career, you know, coming to a close eventually. Why not pick his eventual successor and make it a fun, exciting pick like Lamar Jackson? I feel like Josh McDaniels would do fun things with him um, when Brady leaves. I feel like they would get him involved in the offense right away. I think he'd be doing kind of the wildcat, kind of playing slot, kind of playing wider, or kind of playing uh, running back with Brady. And then once Brady left, I think Jackson would take over, and I just can't think of a more perfect spot for him to learn from Tom Brady, a pocket passer, which Jackson probably needs some lessons on. Uh, the Pats, I haven't taken more secondary. Dante Jackson from the mm. Panthers this past year. Oh, yeah. Uh, Dante Jackson was, you know, up and down a little bit last year, but just showed, uh, you know, flashes of really great athleticism all the way around. Um, I think it's more of like a, well, Let's you know, let's sit and let you learn behind some of our older guys, and then I'll let you flash your athleticism in the Super Bowl. And we need you to pick a pick off a pass there right at the goal line. Mm -hmm. So I think it's kind of the same situation. Let him see for most of the year. Uh, get him in on you know slot you know slot guys. You know maybe bigger wins. You know because you don't really have any little blowout losses. So I can't really say that. Just let him get some garbage time. Learn, and then really I think he'll eventually turn into a really good guy out there in New England. All right, last pick. This has got to be really quick So we got about 50 seconds left of recording oh, wow. time. Uh, so I'm saving the Ravens here. And Lamar Jackson on the board. They take Lamar Jackson again. Yeah, I mean, I, I understand that pick. Uh, I'm taking Cortland Sutton. They have a glaring need at wide receiver, so that's an obvious pick for me. I got the Ravens taking Mark Andrews. They stick with their tight end, that Lamar Definitely. Jackson. 
had connections with last season. All right. Uh, well, that's our show. Again, it took a lot longer than I thought, but it was fun. Um, I'm glad we did this. We devoted a whole show to this. But we thank Brian. Thank you for coming on yep, today. Thanks for having me, guys. Uh, definitely we'll get you back on here soon. Uh, but other than that, have a great day and tune in on Thursday. Thank you. Go Packers.